All right, let's talk about co-ownership of real estate now. now. Everybody knows the dream of buying a house or town home that is just dried up and gone away for so many people. So how about you do a team up with uh, another family, perhaps buy the place together, split the mortgage, share the house for two families. You got one upstairs, one downstairs. That is one model of co-ownership of property. There's lots of ways to do this. Got some great guests on this. Got Noam Dolgun standing by, founder of the Collaborative Home Ownership website. Hey, Noam. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for doing it. Also, Jody Eaton on the line. Jody is a co-home owner. Hi, Jody. Hello. Hi, right. Th- thanks guys to both of you for doing this. Jody, let me go to you first. So t- tell me about your co-home ownership here. How's that working out for you? Well, it's great so far. We ended up closing on a property in May. And um, so far, we have been really enjoying the fact that we have, we moved from a small condo and now we have access to the whole yard of a house. We um, have it went from two bedrooms to three and we've really just been able to um you know building and then some of the tasks actually have been really it's been really nice to have another couple adults my husband and i have young kids and being able to you know have some help with getting the garden sorted doing things like sanding the deck and stuff like that it's actually really nice having some support with that oh wow okay what part of town were you able to buy a place um grandview woodland pretty close to trout lake Okay, very nice. Now, how did this work out? So you've got like, so you've, you're sharing the place with another family. You bought, you bought together. Is that right? Yep. And so we have, we, we've got about half the house and they've got about half the house. We've got the downstairs and half the uh, main floor and they've got the other half the main floor and the top. Wow. That's amazing. And do you like share the yard? Yep, yard is front and backyard is shared as opposed to like a duplex situation where you sort of have one one family has their yard and the other family has their yard. Wow, okay. And and the other family you purchased with, were they friends of yours or how did that all work out? Nope. We actually met them through the process through Noam. So Noam runs wow. these um yeah. Oh that's um, that's amazing. Sort of so meet and greets and stuff. So we met them there. Right. So when you did the, the first meet and greet I mean that's got to be crucial, right? First impressions mm-hmm. or everything. Like, did did how did uh, and did it go well? Do you think like okay, I think we can do this with this people? Did you guys hit it off right away? Yeah, absolutely. And we were looking at houses. We had sort of the same idea for what we were looking for in terms of you know yard with lots of sun, something where we'd each have a reasonable amount of space. And we luckily were able to find that. Wow, that's amazing. I was speaking to Jody Eaton. Uh, she's a co homeowner. How she pitched in with another family here to to buy a place. So. Well, that's really amazing, and, and I'm gl- super glad that it worked out for you. Um, did you have any worries or concerns about it going in? Like, you know, it, it just seems to me I'm thinking. Let's say you let's say you decide to do this with other family, and then all of a sudden there's a dispute, or there's disagreements, or people are not getting along. Did that ever enter your mind as a possible downside? Well, I mean, we were living in a condo before, and the same thing would happen if you're buying a condo with a strata. Like, that kind of stuff happens all uh, the time. You're, the reality is, in Vancouver nowadays, you're living with and very close to people, whether you like it or not. At least yeah. in this situation, you, you have some degree of agency about who you're going to be living with and sharing space and making collective decisions with. Right. Um, 
So I, I don't I don't think that it was um, and it, there's always a bit of fear. But I think that the way we kind of have gone at it is that, you know, it's about 50 percent legal agreements and making sure that we have good exit strategies. And we've worked with a lawyer to create a legal co-ownership agreement. And it's about 50 percent kumbaya. Like, you know, let's try to <laughs> make things work and know we're all going into it to try to make, you know, make a happy home and that nobody's trying to you know, in any way, rip the other person off. It's it's just that we, you know, we're all advocating for our interests and we have to come to mutual agreements. And yeah. I mean, I, I think the issue is that if you're in a strata, then strata will just step in and make the decision for you as opposed to letting you come to it on your own. But, you know, we all have to get along with people in our lives. And I think, you know, doing it in your home is no different. Yeah, for sure. How many kids do you have? I have two. And, and are there kids in the other family? No, none yet. They're okay. planning maybe at some point to have kids. They're planning, okay. They're well, this is gonna be, yeah. This is going to be one big happy house here, uh, it sounds like. <laughs> we hope so. Uh, yeah, and um, now speaking of that uh, that exit strategy you were talking about, like obviously you got to have some legal agreements in place here. Like, What happens if, if, if your family or the other family you're, you're sharing there with, what if they decide, you know what, we're moving out, we'd like to share our part. How does that work? So essentially, um, there's a time frame. And so we're at about nine months now. So the, the, the uh, party that wants to leave has to notify the other party in writing that they would like to leave or sell their share. Um, so then the, then the other party has first, you know, kind of first dibs on buying them out if they want to or are able to. Um, then they have a chance to sort of propose a, a party, um, a new party to come in. And the price is set at sort of what the half of what the assessed were 50% ownership. So half of what the assessed value of the house would be. So we would get the house assessed and the property and then the price would be set there so you lose a little bit of the ability to just play the market and see how high of a price you can get but you are reasonably assured of getting your value out um and then after that um we would have a um the, the house would be put the share of the house would be put on the market and then um the price would be kind of fixed and then we would have a chance like if we were remaining we would have a chance to sort of see who the people were coming in and who we would like to you know ask to make an offer on the place right so, right and you can i think noam actually recently sold a house sold has been selling shares of property so he probably has more information about how that goes down in <laughs> in the in the sale process Jody, I'm really glad it's working out for you and your family, and I hope it continues to be a happy experience for you. Thanks for sharing the story today. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you bet. That's Jody Eaton there, and she's a happy co-homeowner, as you heard her describe. Let's discuss with Noam Dolgan now, collaborative home ownership, and Noam helped Jody out for the, with this deal. Okay, Noam, that, that's a very interesting story we just heard from Jody there. Uh, do most of the deals you work here on with co-home ownership, do they all work out as happily as that one? Well, the beauty of, of what we do here with Coho is we set you up for success by having the right legal agreements, the right conversations, uh, you know, the right dating process before you go into it. You do hear about the you know, 0.1% of co-ownership deals that turn sour, but those are almost always when there is no legal agreement between them, when people just mm. spontaneously bought a property, and then 10 years down the road, their relationship has soured, one wants to leave, the other one doesn't, and they have no mechanism for, for, pass, for passing along. So that's where really this, this legal process, this, um, these advanced conversations when you're on really good terms and you're really idealistic and optimistic, 
allows you to, to have the plan for if and when something changes. Okay, is this becoming more popular, especially with home prices the way they are right now? Everybody feeling the stress and strain. They want to get into a home. They can't afford it. Like, are you noticing that there's more traffic on your website? Is your phone ringing more often? Absolutely. I mean, this is not yeah. a new concept. People have been co-owning since the 70s and, and before because there's always people who can't afford or who want to build community in their housing better. But there's no question that with the escalation in prices and with the, the, the COVID response, people are seeing the importance of building more community into their housing. And so we've had a huge uptake recently. And the surveys are, are, are showing that. Uh, a recent Royal LePage survey showed 76% of people of non-owners look at co-ownership as one of their only pathways to home ownership. And that number is up for about 15 to 20% just three to five years ago. It has really grown in people's consciousness. Yeah, right. And, and when people are, so when people are listening to this and they're thinking like, hmm, you know, maybe this, maybe this is an option for me. Like, how would, how does the mortgage work? Like when you've got two, two different owners, two different families, who signs the mortgage? Like, is everyone, is everyone got to be in on the mortgage or how do you split it? How does that work? Yes. So under Canadian law, all owners on a property need to be jointly liable for a mortgage. So mm. everyone would be on a mortgage together, which, again, is why the co-ownership agreement, the legal agreement, is key, because one of the parts there is delinquency. What happens if somebody stops to pay? How do you protect yourself from, you know, from them? I won't go into the details there, but there's lots of processes there to protect yourself. But there are some really interesting products that uh, the credit unions like Ben City have created to allow you to segment those mortgages. So even though you're all on the mortgage together, you each have your own portion. One of you can have a small mortgage, one of you a large mortgage, one of you fixed, one of you variable. Um, so it mm. really allows for easier accounting and easier responsibility for each of your sections. What kind of properties would you say are most suitable to an arrangement like this? Are we talking typically like a detached home or a townhouse? Like, you know, could you do this with a... Could you do it with a strata property or a condo? Uh, yeah, so there's two different forms of co-ownership. The more common form that, that Jody and her family are in are where you're in a home with multiple suites. So yeah. you're getting what's effectively like a duplex or a condo suite uh, in a shared property. But we right. also have people who want to live collectively for even more affordability, even more community. So if you're looking to have separate suites, there are a lot of houses in, in the Metro Vancouver area that are designed for that. Vancouver specials, houses with laneway homes, uh, multi-suite conversions. A lot of our properties have been set up with multiple suites historically for rentals or for intergenerational families. Uh, and now we're looking at other uses for those same properties. But certainly we see a lot of first-time home buyers who can't necessarily get into the market but are at a stage where they'd be living with roommates anyways, saying, well, let's, I can't afford a one-bedroom condo, but let three of us come together and buy a townhouse. Uh, and we're also seeing that interest in the boomer generation, you know, mm. looking for a little more support and community as they age in place. So really any property can be co-owned. It doesn't matter if it's strata or if it's freehold. It's really about finding the housing type in your area that meets your needs and meets your price point and then finding the right partner to match that. I'm hearing from British Columbians every day that are being crushed by the costs of daily life. And uh, one of those big impacts that they're seeing is ever escalating interest rates. 
Okay, it's Premier David Eby speaking yesterday, and yeah, he says he's hearing a lot from people who are feeling crushed by the cost of living, uh, pleading against another interest rate hike next week. Well, we'll see what happens next week, but for sure, people are feeling the stresses and the strains, and I'm not surprised that more people are taking a look at a co-home ownership option here if they want to get into uh, home ownership. My guest is Noam Dolgan, Collaborative Home Ownership. And we got calls on the line. Michael Geller calling in, uh, well known to the listeners, a real estate consultant. Hey, Michael, what do you think of this? I think it's a fabulous idea. It's not for everybody. And Noam is to be congratulated. He's been working at this for years, but it makes sense. But I called you, Mike, because you asked the question like, would it work for an apartment? In 1982, yeah. Uh, my company developed apartments on Fairview slopes that were specifically designed as what we call co-mingling units. And the way we did that was they were two-bedroom apartments, but each bedroom was on one side or the other side of the living room. So you had a little bit more privacy. And more and more now, we're seeing two-bedroom apartments designed that way. At Simon Fraser, we even designed a one-bedroom that could be shared by two unrelated people. And we did that by simply adding a door to the living room. Most apartments, as you know, just have a big living dining kitchen. By having a door to the living room at night, that could become another bedroom. These are the kind of things I think we have to do, given these extraordinary costs of housing. Okay, Michael, thank you for that. Well, uh, maybe it's not for everybody. I mean, I've lived with a roommate in, in the past when I was a younger guy. Uh, Noam, what do you think of that idea? Like, how often do you see people saying, well, hey, we'd like to buy a place, but, we, you know, together, with, but a condo, not necessarily detached home? Your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's great. And I think having uh, builders and architects and designers who are really thinking about the flexibility and the community uh, aspects of our building is really important. So we are seeing a, a resurgence or a growth in buildings of, with designs like Grant on the line. Sorry, no, I'm just going to let's go to the next caller here in the interest of time. Grant calling from North Vancouver. He is a home co-owner. Hi, Grant. Hi, Mike. Uh, nice to be on the show this morning. Uh, yeah, thanks for calling a, in. T- tell me about your situation there. Okay, it was uh, 1983. My wife and I uh, co- co-joined with uh, Chris and Jeff, another couple. They had uh, three kids. We had... Uh, one kid and one daughter and then another one uh, while we were in the house. And we lived here together until 94 when Jeff and Chris, they moved to the island. So we were able to, at that point, to buy them out and with the help of, of the rent from the, the suite that they were in. And uh, so we did that for a few years. And then when my, my daughters um, grew up and have a family, now we have uh, our, our daughter and her husband and, and grandchildren in the house. So it's worked out. It's been a really wonderful way to bring up our family and uh, been a great experience. And we've, I'm we've never it... bothered with any, any special legal documents or anything through the ownership uh-huh. with Chris and Jeff. Uh, everything worked out well. Okay, so I'm glad it worked out for you. So when you decided to do this, was it more like just like a handshake deal? It was, yeah. We just yeah. we were buddies and thought, well, let's, you know, we couldn't afford something on our own. So we bought a big old 1908 Heritage House and fixed it up and worked for, for both of us. Cool, Grant. Thank you for calling in and sharing that. Noam, I know you wouldn't you wouldn't advise a handshake deal these days, right? You want you want your clients to have everything in writing. Thirty seconds here. 
Yeah, 95% of the time, even with a handshake deal, it'll work out great. But it's, yeah. you have to plan for the worst-case scenario. So that's why it's worth doing that advanced work and getting that legal agreement, just in case things do go sour. Noam, thanks for coming on to talk about it today. I appreciate it. Thank you.